Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, American Horror Story fans. You are tuned in to our very special Halloween episode. And Edward Mordrake is not taking any souls tonight because we are all decked out, looking good in our costumes. But we're talking about the Lady in White, a.k.a. American Horror Story Season 9, Episode 7. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very special Halloween edition of American Horror Story. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween to everybody. Happy Halloween. Oh, my favorite month. <laughs> I'm your host, Elena Jordan, but tonight I am Hypodermic Sally from Hotel Season yes. 5. And joining me today, I mean, I want a little 90s, but everybody else got the 80s memo, apparently. Kayla Renee is in the house. Yes, and you know what, you guys? I got this random phone call. I was in Jazzercise class, and so they let me know that, like, you know, their, their like, host or whatever, their counselor, their teacher, she had to go to camp, so they needed a replacement. So I was like, oh, I could do this. I heard so, yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. I think that there was... I had a new job. Montana's old class. I heard yes. that's a fantastic I heard about her instructor. That makes sense. Didn't get to meet her, but yeah, I heard about her. Montana, that <laughs> bitch. Yeah. Because um, guess who I am? Everybody watching. Uh, do I look like Brooke? Because I tried. Yeah. She looks right, just like Brooke. Ryan thinks I look like Brooke. But yeah, I got her, I got the, the white jacket. I think you look like Brooke. Thanks, she's Ryan. Perfect spot on, Brooke, but she's actually Alexa Capiello. I am actually Alexa Capiello, though. <laughs> she's playing Brooke. And if you guys are listening to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all the good places you can hear us but not see our lovely faces, yes. then get on that YouTube, baby. Look at it. We're, we're here. Yes! <laughs> what can they do while the people are there? Kayla, tell them. Let them know. You know what? Go ahead and click that subscribe button, you guys. You know, you guys can always watch us every Wednesday night. We always have our troopers and our, you know, longtime fans and stuff like that. But you guys, you know, we need your help. So you guys can hit that subscribe like, button. Subscribe. Like, subscribe, comment. We always read you guys' comments, too. So we love that and appreciate all of that. Talk yes. to us. Yes. And keep talking to us tonight, too, because you're actually in the chat as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You guys, we have the chat going on. So, you know, I always do our shout outs. So I'm definitely keeping track of our name. You know, shout out to Lieutenant Blanco, Nicholas Kelly, Scott Gropey, you know, the regulars right now. But, you know, I'll see some more later. <laughs> Inez, Poe Parker. We'll get into it. <laughs> so much yes, wine this yes, episode. Yes, there's so much this episode. And not only will we be talking about the entire episode, breaking it down, but we'll also be giving our predictions at oh, the yes. end of the episode. We also have a little bit of news and gossip for you guys. And, of course, our special segment, Slashback when we talk about the 80s references, perfect for you guys this evening, too. Uh, but before we dive into the specifics of the episode, 
What did you think overall about this episode? We only have two episodes left. Oh my goodness, so, so sad about it. With but the anti-penultimate episode, what did you feel? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I was actually I I enjoyed this episode. It was like it was split up into two parts, you know, with the Rita and Brooke situation, and then the backstory about Jingles and his relationship. But I was so glad, and I felt like it was much needed. It was almost like a filler episode, but I felt like it was truly needed, and so I was here for it. Honestly, I didn't feel like it was a filler episode. I was like, oh my god, there's action, and uh, we've, we're figuring, <laughs> finally they're telling us what, what the purgatory is, and what the rules are, and finally we're learning more about Jingles' past, and uh, the opening um, the opening scene of this episode got me. I was like, what's going on? And then when I figured out it was Jingles' mom, and that was little Jingles, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I baby got a little Jingles. Chubby jingles. I know, little Jingles, little chubby Jingles. A little like, chubby Jingles. Little jingles, little baby jingles. But that was so cool. I really, honestly, I thought this episode was very well done. It, it kind of hooked me back in to, mm-hmm. to be quite frank. So before I was like, what's going on? And now I'm like, ooh, I want to know what's going on next. You know, what's happening next. Absolutely. But you're not quite frank. You're Brooke. Oh. No, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. But I agree with you. The episode was good. Yeah, it I was. I yeah. this episode. This is actually one of my favorite episodes of this yeah. season, I think. I love it. Well done. Um, I also liked that it incorporated so many of the characters, but yeah. did, as you say, had a very clear A storyline and B storyline, mm-hmm. whereas in the past we've seen kind of... I don't want to say convoluted, but multiple Mm storylines, which means that we have limited time with these characters. Even though we did have limited time with a lot of these characters, it still felt like we saw everybody and it felt Mm -hmm. really fleshed out. Uh, And the big thing was getting our dadgum cameos Mm -hmm. that we have wanted. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, diving into the first one, kind of our A Mm -hmm. storyline, finding out that Camp Redwood was once Camp Golden Star. Yes. And Lily Ray. Oh, I'm so excited. Our misty day. Yeah, our good old Misty. We missed her literally, she but is yeah, such I love a she, wonderful oh, she, actress. Absolutely, oh, really killed Honestly. that role. Literally, that that role could. I mean, <laughs> she yeah. really did. <laughs> if there's any character I hate more than Margaret, it might be her. But still, like she's God, she was just really good. I don't know how else to describe. She was really, really amazing. And, Man, and I hate to jump in a little early, but mm-hmm. just finding out everything came full circle with her confessions, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, moms, it was all your fault. It's all your fault, Mama. Also, they, Mama Lily. I mean, not to also jump ahead, but they blatantly ripped that all off from uh, Friday the Thirteenth, right? Oh, that yeah. Whole yeah, the entire thing. The entire thing. <laughs> oh, entire thing. Which, <laughs> maybe that's why it was so good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, literally, this entire episode, the whole Lady in White episode, is yeah. a oh, yeah, very direct sure. ode to Friday the Thirteenth, and we've seen some like with Chet's death. Yeah. Some very Friday the 13th with the chains and everything. Some allegories and references. But this is the first time that this has been like, okay, we're just going to take the entire storyline and uh, now it's our show. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> uh, But I do think that this worked really, really well. Having this, that opening scene as you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Man, the way that this was shot with like the fake outs of mm-hmm. Bobby mm-hmm. each time. And I mean the direct Friday the 13th references yeah. of mm-hmm. the counselor or mm-hmm. and the lifeguards not paying Getting attention on, while yeah. the kid. But this time instead of him drowning... This is an accident that I'm like, I'm sorry, this is not the lifeguard's fault. What the what would the lifeguard have done in this scenario? Because he's like, you well, the lifeguard could have been, been like, get out of there's a kid in water, don't hey, run Mr. over him with the Mr. boat. boat driver. Yeah, yeah like, but Jingles was like, hey, dude, don't do that. And Boatman was like, I'm on my boat, I'm not listening. 
Yeah. I'm busy doing both things. It's true. I don't know. <laughs> it was like, oh, nobody noticed this little kid splashing in the middle of the I lake know. at one point, and then he like swims to the edge. And that was then so all of a horrendous. Like, oh. yeah. I, I just, when we were watching it, I was like, <gasps> I got a little choked. I got a little, <clears throat> got a little lump in my throat. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is sad. I'm like, oh, well, a lump in your throat is better than a. <laughs> Propeller to the head, I guess. Uh, But yeah, this then going into the scene of Jingles returning back to the camp. Mm -hmm. And we know from last episode, like when we see him leave little baby Bobby with the dead wife's sister and like, bye Alaska, I've got to go do my Redwood (laughs) stuff. Um, He is now in Camp Redwood and he sees the dead Jingles that he's like, what? I've seen you before. Why are you, why are you still wearing this? What is what what is what's happening here? Which is the appropriate response. Yeah. I'm very glad that he went with something that is like okay. So many times people see these ghosts. Like I'm not going to dive into Trevor just quite yet, but right. his response was a little odd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas, I mean, what did you think of this of this jingle versus jingled meetup and the fact that these ghosts apparently still have to take pisses. I know. Like I was like, and they, and they change outfits too. Yeah, yeah I you was going to say, that? yeah, yeah. Like Montana oh, yeah. was in a whole. She's in a whole different well, Montana, outfit. Like we saw every her time. steal the clothes from the campers oh, that she killed. Right. Oh, Your right. point blank was like, ooh, new outfit for me. I'm killing this bitch. Oh, okay. And I All was right. like, mm. I just thought they had purgatory outfits. That <laughs> you know what? To be honest, you know what? Now that I think about it, Montana's honestly the only one who's changed. Like Ray's still in the same clothes. Xavier's still I think in they his. Just don't like... care. I think it's if you want to, you can. Because yeah. kind of talk about the character that they've established before. The one that I'm dressed as right now. Mm-hmm. Friggin' Hyperdermic Sally was a ghost in a hotel, True. and she had different, different outfits, outfits all the time. <laughs> it was just the the jacket that stayed the same, and the fact that she always wore a choker and did this to her hair. But <laughs> they keep up with the times. You know, yeah, so it's like, so the fact that, I mean, we've seen kind of the same rules established mm-hmm. in hotel, and we've been talking about how this has kind of direct parallels to that season in particular, just right. because of the rules of the ghost. This is the first time, though, that we've had it broken down. Jingles was brought in, and the only reason he's not killed is because Montana says, hey, no killing until... The, the, the time for the big slaughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think of this plan where they explain, look, we've spent forever wandering around. We're bored as hell. We want to be done with this. If we can kill all these people, then the paranormal activity people will show up, a la Roanoke, and <laughs> then we'll be freed. What do you think of this plan? I, to be honest, I honestly felt like it was... It was awkward, but I felt I was actually kind of glad that they didn't kill Jingles because him sitting there and then like actually listening to them and actually like, you know, paying attention to their experiences and then to find out that his mom is still the one haunting them. It was it was almost like really needed. So it's like if they would have killed him, then we wouldn't have any answers, you know? Yeah. So I felt like it was definitely needed. Uh, Same. But uh, in terms of the plan, uh, I think the plan... (laughs) It's not a good plan. I don't think that that's going to turn out that way at all. Really? Um, you don't think that the dead people who just keep killing more people for clothes have no, good plans? No, I don't. And honestly, I just, I don't, 
I understand why they feel like they need to bring they they want to they want to get out. They're doing anything they can to leave, but I just feel like there's a, probably another way to do it. But I know like they can't leave Camp Redwood, so mm-hmm. they need to bring people there. I just think maybe they should try to sit people down in conversation, sit the right person down. I don't know. <laughs> killing, I just I yeah, feel like killing I mean, might not it's be like, the it's way the to go. The fact that here. they're so tangible, right, is what kills me in this. But yeah, I'm like the fact that you can have these conversations. It seems like maybe instead of stabbing dude bro who's here with his girlfriend be like hey dude bro I'm a ghost and this sucks can you go get some paranormal people and come back you don't believe me watch me kill myself and then I'll get right back up and then that's proof and I don't have to kill you yep they're gonna be all terrified. <laughs> like, I know. If I seen somebody kill themselves and then they came right back to life afterwards. I'd be a little creeped. Yeah, out. but that's the whole point is to be like, see, I'm a ghost. Like, yeah. help me out. Help me. To be honest, I kind of expected Jingles. I thought he was gonna like tell them about Margaret, but maybe I mean they already know about her. But I thought he was gonna kind of like solidify it. Like, you guys, you know what? Like everything is happening because I went through the same thing with Margaret. Same thing you guys went through. It's a little, so it's like it's a time. Yeah, that's already been established story for time, us. Like, like we already know. Everybody thinks it's story and time. And considering that this ends up being a whole big twist, like we have, okay, we want to get out of these woods not only because, as we've established, like, oh, we're stuck here, we're getting bored. Mm-hmm. And last week, I think we kind of said, like, this doesn't sound like that too bad of a purgatory if you've right, got right. a whole big ass camp instead of like a murder house, and it's right. like you've got activities. Archery, hang out. Like I mean, <laughs> said, do some fun years things, but... went by like minutes. Emptiness and longing you still feel, but there. But then Montana had a great line. She was like, "Well, I felt that in real life, so it was really no difference there." <laughs> that's like, just living in LA. I know. I know that's just right? like Literally. living in LA, living life as an adult. Uh, pain and fear, and also pleasure. And that I mean, the, at least they gave us a little bit more of a. Yeah, rules. I definitely like that they they broke down the rules and not in a way that felt like exposition. No, it was yeah. in a way that felt very organic and it seemed like it made sense of them being like, "Yeah, we're all hanging here, and this is why we're pissed at you mm-hmm. because you killed half of us, and it sucks." Mm-hmm. Let's tell you about our existence and how much it sucks and why we're so mad at you. Right. You cut off my head. <laughs> I was just trying to drive a bike. I was like, I could have got away. (laughs) Darn it, I could have got away. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, having this, then bringing in the element of it's not just us in the woods. Mm -hmm. The reason that we're scared is because there's this creepy woman in white who is terrorizing us. This is technically purgatory, but it's kind of our hell because we have a monster, very upside down esque. Mm-hmm. If we're going back to like the whole eighties <laughs> right. flashback, it's like we're not in here alone. We've also got Demogorgons, but it's actually your mom. <laughs> your I think it's funny. Chet's like, yeah, we were all chilling, but you know, some lady in white scared the crap out of me, and now I'm like running for my life. So. I do love, too, that when Montana kind of volunteers Xavier to be like, okay, yeah, she still hangs out, but it's in this, like, kind of dumpy shed. We don't really like to go there. It's not, like, real cool, and yeah. she's creepy. <laughs> and Chet's like, I'm not going back to that bitch's house. Like, I'm like, you go. Chet's like, no way, no Nope, nope, you can no go thanks. to the hag hut. I'm staying away. <laughs> the hag hut. Oh, my gosh. What I call my house. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> It's like, no, like, <laughs> terrifying, terrifying. So the fact that he's even going to confront her shows some bravery, I think, on Jingle's part. For sure. What did you think of this confrontation that they have and this admitting 
as we had said before, that mm-hmm. it actually was the mom, not Margaret. Margaret did these things, but it was because this evil incarnate that has desecrated this ground, the blood of Leviathan, <laughs> um, it is now... She's whispered this to make this other. See, I was a little happen. confused about that. I mean, like you can hear something in your dream, but will that inspire? Does that then inspire you to become a mass murderer for the rest of your but we life? We see it with I Richard kinda, Ramirez. I was going to say, I kind of wonder if she has like a satanic like touch. You know what I mean? Because it was like she whispered that whatever to Margaret, and Margaret's eyes turned black. So it was like, or I don't know mm-hmm. if it was like they turned black, or just because it was like the dark lighting, but mm-hmm. it just seemed like her eyes. When they opened, they were black, like Ramirez is when, like, you know, yeah. the Satan comes into him. So I was like, ooh, moms could probably be a little satanic. But I, in that moment, I just felt so sad for Jingles. It was like Jingles was hated his whole entire life. I literally life. wrote down poor Jingles and the crazy women in his life. Literally. Uh, but it's like, go the from now- his mom to the, like, the lady he loves. It's like, I just everybody had to give her a little push. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, women. but it all, it all well, came fine, like full yeah. circle in that moment. It was like, literally everything was happening because of the mom started it. You know what I mean? Because of, you know, the trauma that she mm-hmm. went through but it was like yeah it's he, she feels it's his fault so it's like anything that he goes through she's gonna like you right. know ruin but you know whole time and that's what she said she was like i hated you i wanted you to die it was meant for you type of thing like if moving the forward anything i don't even care that, you're... that day oh, yeah. should have been you i, that's I was so like, heartbreaking oh, to hear oh, oh, oh. i was like wow i honestly I, felt him in that moment I you know. know what i mean it was like i've never heard that from my parents you know that would kind of suck I, but it's I like i hope not yeah <laughs> I'm like, I'm the only girl in my family. I'm like, that moment is like, that's a, that's a punch in the gut. I mean, that's a stab to the gut more than the literal stab to the gut. But the fact that she just point blank is like, I don't like you. I want to take everything that you love. She's like, I don't care. I saw that you were happy with Margaret. So that's why I picked Margaret. You were super pining over that girl. So I figured I would take away the thing that made you happy. Huh? I'm your mom. I'm and a bitch. I thought his, his her line to him uh, about Bobby, um, his son, having you as a father, he's better off dead. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh god, what is she like? About she's a horrible mom. Like, yeah, oh my god. about this because <laughs> this is what killed me. Is she sitting here saying, "I did this to Margaret. I turned Margaret into a monster just to hurt you. Mm-hmm. I will do anything I can to hurt you." Mm-hmm. And then he goes. I only have one Achilles heel. It's my son, Bobby. The only thing I care about in the world. And I was like, what are you doing? I know, but she already knew. She already knows. <laughs> I, I was going to say, she, I feel I like she would have to know. She knows. I feel like she has to know that he had a son out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because she was like, you have a son? Uh, like, she's like Satan's wife at this point right now. <laughs> so it's like, I, I feel know. like she knows. She seems like she's just in, she's not in with, she's not Satan's homeboy like Ramirez. I think that she, <laughs> he just told her this because she... Then later finds out that Bobby is the child's name and Mm -hmm. that he's doing everything he can to protect it. And that's when she has this moment of, okay, like a heartfelt moment. You should kill yourself instead of letting Ramirez kill you. So that way you can come back and you can keep being all murdery. Which does like, seem very much like she's just doing her Margaret whispers exactly. again. Exactly. I was mm-hmm. like, that was super sketchy because it was yeah. like in mom and what, fashion. It was like, oh, sweetie. and of course, as a, as a child, even as a son, I mean, you could tell when he was looking at her as a boy, like he just wanted her love. Mm-hmm. Oh, for and sure. And so that that has never gone away. Even now, when he's staring at her ghost-like corpse <laughs> and she's selling him horrible things, he still wants her to love him the way that she loved Bobby, and but it's it never going to happen. Like 
she didn't love him even before Bobby because oh, she said, "Oh yeah, looking like, like at the table, she was like, you're reading comic books." And no, stuff, I'm saying and before like, Bobby, before Bobby existed, I'm saying oh, okay, like yeah. he was born because she says, "From the moment that you were born, you were a I parasite. knew that you were a parasite." Mm-hmm. It feels like she treated him like garbage his whole life, and then his younger brother came along and he saw even more heartbreaking the other side of the coin that she is capable of love yeah. just mm-hmm. not for him yeah. mm-hmm. super heartbreaking which is horrible yeah I did like the the little comic book references though too because <laughs> I was like mm, I already know that I hate this bitch because she's like you should spend less time with comics and maybe you'd have friends and I was like mm, you should suck want to be liked <laughs> I wonder why she hated him so much I wonder if it had something to do with uh, her husband, uh, relationship with her husband or whatever. Like I don't maybe know he because... reminded her of him or something. To be honest, say that he gets as tall as the dad, mm-hmm. and it seems like maybe they had something because they said that the dad died. He was one of the four hundred thousand souls. Yeah, in the that war. was that mm-hmm. taken in the, in the war. war. But it seems like there is more to that story. Yeah, there's definitely some underlying hate in there. Mm-hmm. But I was like, not really like in typical fashion, but it almost is kind of like common that it's like, you know, like when the moms like have that bad relationship with the dad, like usually the child, they, they, they take look it at, out on the child. Yeah, they definitely look at you as like a spawn of Satan, literally. So it's like, you know but, what I mean? She like hated him from definitely day one. But it's what's interesting is they both have the same father. So the way that they set it mm, up is that true. it makes it seem like, so that's why I think that there's more mm-hmm. to it because I agree with you. But the way that they have it set up is it seems like it should be a normal dichotomy. I was actually going to add to that too because I was going to say to be honest I kind of felt like she was probably looking at him almost as like the ugly duckling because it was like after that literally going in, into like oh let's go swimming it was like every kid after that was like hey you fat kid da, da, da. you know it was like all jokes about him being overweight mm-hmm. and so it's like that could probably be it too it was like she almost probably looked at him as like you know this ugly little flat maybe little he slob looked, you maybe know? he looked like his father more and mm-hmm. therefore mm-hmm. she directed all her hatred literally and Maybe Bobby was actually somebody else's The milkman. Maybe. Yeah, maybe the milkman's kid. Milkman. Bring more than milk. (laughs) If you know what I'm saying. Uh, But yeah, so this whole thing basically comes to a head of they're at this festival. um, And the ghosts have their plan to get their revenge. Mm -hmm. He's going to try to stop it from happening and to focus on Ramirez, Ramirez, meanwhile, is uh, not taking the uh, ghost's little plan to heart at all because he's just like, I'm here to slash and kill. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you guys are doing. Gaja Gugu, no, no, no. You be Billy Idol or you be nothing. You are one hit wonders. He's on his own path of like, path of killing. "Mm -hmm, Like, too shy to die, baby. Exactly. It was funny because he was like, what did he say? He was like, when you sign your life over to the devil, I kind of thought he was talking to Lyle. Like, he was. Did he, like, like, did Lyle talk, like, already, like, sell his soul to the devil? Or was that Mm -hmm. just, oh, okay. See, I was like, I didn't know if that was, like, Ramirez just talking or if it was, like, Lyle was one of them type of thing. No, Limal um, was. Or Limal, sorry. Limal, yeah. It's, he, he was, like, the lead singer who said, Mm -hmm. if, Again, tying it into the 1980s, everybody losing their mind. The never-ending story that became so big on (laughs) Stranger Things is referenced here. He's like, I could never sing that. That's from my solo album. I can only sing Too Shy. Those little subtle references are what just set the show off and make it an entirely different level. Just absolutely incredible. 
But the fact that, yeah, then they're then implying that Lamal from Gaja Gugu <laughs> signed his soul to the devil for the hit Too Shy. <laughs> and only did, like, the hit Too Shy. You only get one song. <laughs> it's like you only get one. Choose God, one. And I also love, did you catch Margaret's Firefest reference? No, no, I missed it. Oh my it. god, you guys, okay, so this what? is, I lost it. So Margaret went full freaking jaw rule and was like, oh, what? Like, they need food? Fine, give them a Dixie cup of water and a, some oh. bread. And oh I'm, my they, god, okay, yeah. And it was okay, flat wait. out, yeah, and Trevor's like, you can't do that. You're charging a thousand bucks a head. And I was like, fire fest, That's, fire that's fest. hilarious. Yep. Trevor is the guy who would suck some D for water. <laughs> If you haven't seen the documentary, you don't know what I'm talking about. I was like, little sidebar, I was like, I didn't even see that. I heard about the Fire Festival, but I didn't get into the documentary. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, see, that's probably why I didn't like catch it like that. There's straight up a guy who was like, oh, I guess I'm stuck in some need for water. And I was like, this is who I want on my team. Like, if I ever am working, I'm like, that's my project manager right there. If anybody gets so hired off right of now. Firefest, that man, only one. <laughs> Wasn't his name like Andy or something like that? Andy, something yeah. like that. I don't That's know. Hilarious. His name was Take One for the Team. Yeah, that was everybody his said official that. name, and he did not have to, by the way, just to, to clarify. And we'll get back into it, our show now. Uh, but yeah, what did you think of Courtney? Discovering Leslie Jordan, discovering the dead Gaja Gugu band. On the bus as he's bringing the gift well, basket. I got you at some goodies. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> but it, it was, was cute. It was funny. It was just, I don't know, it's like perfect, but it's like he has no idea what's going no, on. Like, none. you know what I mean? Like, he has no idea about Margaret's past and like how Ramirez is pretty much haunting the whole entire camp, waiting for Billy Idol to show up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I want to talk about Trevor getting it on with Ghost. Uh... Yeah. So, <laughs> let's Ghost talk sex. about that because Margaret has already, I mean, I'm sorry, Montana has already Montana. established. She can feel pleasure. They can mm-hmm. bang. Yeah. Uh, but between <laughs> a live person and a dead person. This I is mean, what Ray and Brooke did mind. it. Well, this is what, yeah. Oh, and that's so right. This, that's right. They mm-hmm. did do it. Ghost sex again. And the, you don't remember your I ghost remember, sex. I remember now. Time. I tried, I was like, that episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Ryan in the booth. Killing it like the serial killers on yes. the show with his song selection. <laughs> um, but yeah, the thing is, though, we had two seasons <clears throat> of this show about how Murder House and Apocalypse, if a dead person bangs a living woman and she has that living baby, the apocalypse can happen. Right. So they've got to stop Banging everybody, mm-hmm, they're gonna start the apocalypse before right. somebody gets up pregnant. <laughs> but yeah. this is slasher movies, so they they're always banging all the time, <laughs> banging mean, and dying, banging and dying. That's banging all. and dying and <laughs> banging after they're dying yeah. and then dying again and I killing just hope some they have more like banging. a ghost reference in terms of the movie where like one of the ghosts comes up behind you know Trevor living and you know what and if they're gonna do it together. ever they have <laughs> pottery at summer camp <laughs> it's like pottery, pottery class this is it's more archery class than anything <laughs> anyway. if they don't have a ghost reference in this I 100% am with you I will be livid um Just flip the table flip the table <laughs> Uh, but kind of flipping the story. Like, how did that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Our B storyline here, before we dive into talking about what's going on on the other side of the tracks with Brooke and Donna, any last thoughts on what's happening here in uh, 
camp Redwood, Redwood, other than the fact that Trevor's pretty gross for not asking any questions <laughs> and just a, immediately Montana, putting his wiener in a dead woman. You look so great. I know you're dead, but we I don't got care what you business. are. <laughs> I don't care what you this. are. I hate my wife and I have this wiener, so <laughs> we've already referenced how it's good for cleaning bathrooms and cleaning out pipes, so you got them dead pipes. He was excited. It Let was like, well, Margaret thinks I have a little pendulum, then it's like Montana thinks I just have like a rocket here. It's like, let me blast More off. More pendulum dumb than pendulum, <laughs> if you <laughs> ask me. But anyway. It's going to be a set of watching. Hey. Ooh, I was going to say a prediction. Let me wait. Sorry. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> teaser, teaser. I know. Sorry. Uh, no, uh, yes. Let's get into Brooke and Donna though. Yeah. So Brooke and Donna, we've we've left off with Donna basically trying to redeem herself after realizing that she's kind of set everything in motion by mm-hmm. releasing a serial killer. Wasn't a good idea. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, so to try it? to make it right, she kills Brooke with her. Uh, lethal injection that we find is actually uh, a medicine yeah baclofen like oh yeah that's an f not a t for muscle spasms and ms yeah and but if you od just right (laughs) then you can be basically dead for a little bit and then come back to life just feeling like absolute horseshit so we see her tied up misery style is that a real drug i think yeah Yeah, i'm curious just yeah. in case. So, I mean, I she said it. it was for MS. So. Don't tell <laughs> no Alexa none of us are safe. <laughs> I don't trust it. I am dressed like Brooke right now. And you know how badass she become. Like, I know. She got have needles super into it. <laughs> Syringes? No. Um, but, yeah, so we have this situation where Brooke is now basically being nursed back to health, mm-hmm. ironically, from fake nurse Rita, <laughs> who is now nurse Donna. Um, what did you guys think of this literal turning where Brooke takes the needle and then confronts her and she's like, look, is this another one of your sick games? Why are you doing this? And Rita explaining, no, I just feel bad. I just thought that was selfish. I mean, she's just like, well, uh, there's, I want to go, there are good things and bad things uh, that happen to us when we die. I want to go to where the good things are. That's just Mm -hmm. basically saying, hey, I want to make sure karma doesn't get me in the end. So I'm just going to try to be a good person from here on out. (laughs) Hopefully it works. Well, we see the irony of that is karma is literally brought up Mm -hmm. point blank where it's like, "Mm." Maybe not gonna work for you, Donna. I kind of expected Brooke to turn on um, Donna, though, and I was actually wanting it to be sooner, but I kind of was like glad it was almost kind of like days were passing where it was like daytime, nighttime, and her having those like, you know, moments where she was like fighting back and, you know, being tied up, going through those like withdrawals. I mean, yeah, that withdrawals and stuff or whatever, but at the same time, I was like, girl, are you sitting here trusting her right now? You know what I mean? So when she turned, I was like, oh, okay, finally. But it's like, I wouldn't trust anybody either. All the stuff that Brooke went through, it's like, I'd be, like, sleeping with one eye open, too. I'm, like, Mm -hmm. looking at Donna, especially Donna. Like, uh, the lies that she's told these last six episodes, I'd definitely be, like, looking at her like, girl, what are you doing this for? What did you guys think about her whole thing about her being incarcerated throughout the 80s and the 80s were America's morning and my morning was in lockup, and mm-hmm. I had 1,825 days. I mean, do I you thought think she looked pretty damn good for being in prison for so long. I know, long. right? I was right? like, okay. She's an Asian all. I thought of Yeah, like, yeah you look great. You're good. Your skin's um, great. What did you think, though, about her saying, look, even though I know that I'm going to be getting this passport, I will have my new life. I can start over clean. 
What did you think about her deciding, no, I see this article about this Camp Redwood Music Festival. I have to go there. I need to kill Margaret. This is my this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like it was the you revenge that's needed. Yeah, I do. No. Um, <laughs> she hasn't been, honestly, my favorite character this whole season. I, I liked her, but I'm not like, she wasn't my favorite. But now I'm like team Brooke. I Mm -hmm. I really respect her. She's been through a lot. She's strong and I think she has the potential of taking Margaret down and I'm glad. I'm glad she's not letting it go. If she let it go, it'd be like Jingles. Jingles let it go. It's still a reoccurring problem. They can't. That's the whole point. The whole point is that we have to face our problems head on. Yeah, she's still kind of giving me like badass like Jamie Lee um, Curtis vibes because it's like, you know, Jamie Lee started off as kind of like, oh, scared. You know what I mean? Not really sure what's going on. But now she's like, after a while, turned into this badass. Like, you know what? I'm going to like get shit done. And it's like, I think Brooke is at that level now. It's like, she's definitely going to be that final girl, I feel like. I love that too, that we had the the kind of Halloween references Mm -hmm. that you're making now on our Halloween episode. Yes. And we'll wait until we get to our slashback, but we had one Halloween reference on the actual show from an 80s show too. Everything is so Inception. It's so meta. (laughs) There was also a moment too that when the girls are talking, the song that plays when they're like, hey, you know, you haven't missed all of the 80s. Mm -hmm. You can still go back to one of these little roller rinks. And I love this, you know, little roller rink thing. But Armageddon is what plays from Def Leppard, which we've seen Ryan Murphy make very, very subtle references to things. If there is the potential of another apocalyptic baby happening, having Armageddon play in the background might be a little reference. Maybe, maybe. Um, But I do have to ask you guys, this is a little off from the story, but just personally... Did you buy that Brooke would wear an outfit like that to the roller rink? Because I'm like, that freaking top, like, you hit one bump and you have just lost both boobies on the floor. She looked real cute. It was cute as hell. I I was like, oh my God, that outfit is cute. I literally (laughs) own that outfit in my closet right now. I was like, damn, Brooke. She looked cute. She looked great. But... I mean, it's kind of like her transitioning from the sweet little girl that she was to the badass badass woman that she is. And we got to see it. It's almost like Sandy in Greece. Yes! Yes. It was. I definitely got that. Her whole outfit. (laughs) Yeah. Even with, like, the, like, shoulder, like, And it was like, literally, and that was when Sandy turned into a badass. It was like, she started off a little nerdy, and then it was like, after going through all that stuff with uh, Danny Zuko, it was like, yeah, she's like, I'm not taking this anymore. Like, I'm fine. I'm hot. Now, talking <laughs> to about our very, very exciting cameos, in addition to Lily Rabe, we also had Dylan, Dylan McDermott, oh, who Dylan. went from crying and wanking it out a window from season one <laughs> to now being, like, très cool. Mm-hmm. Bruce. Like, what did you guys think of Bruce? I mean, did you feel from the second that you saw Bruce watching them that there was something up? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Straight up. As, as a woman, you're like, no, no, this, the bad vibes, bad vibes all around. I don't know. He was a creep. From Look, the, stalking me. from the bushes. Yes. Wasn't, he like, wasn't he like peering through the, like, the trees or something? Like, what I don't know. What did you think, though, about this whole progression, too, of Bruce and about the ladies feeling obligated to give him a ride well, because he, of the whole karma thing. It was manipulation at oh, its yeah. finest. He messed, he like, messed with the car. He did that to their course. car. Absolutely. And he and, loses the distributor. Yes, cap. he did. And, uh, I mean, 
yeah, the whole karma thing, that was manipulation at its best. Absolutely, right. yeah, because he was just like, oh, you know, I believe in karma, ladies, or something like that. It was like, okay, now you, like, guilt tripping <laughs> them. They're like, oh, crap, he but just what do you think about him, you, they, them literally saying karma and having this be a weapon? Being I know. The idea cool. of karma being a weapon, feeling that you need to do something For to good, make amends, to, to good, be, yeah. yeah that that is being weaponized, and then we see kind of the same thing happening at Redwood. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that it was too on the nose having it explained like that, or did you <laughs> like that we kind of had those two parallels? No, I felt like it was deeper? perfect. Yeah, I love the both parallel, um, you know, distribution like that. Because I was like, I didn't want it to be, like, too straight on, you know? I'm like, but everything was, I felt like it was executed perfectly. Yeah. And I... Oh, I liked Rita's line. Once a guy goes under my hood, he's not a stranger anymore. Hey. <laughs> uh, I also like that Rita didn't die because we definitely saw in the we were uh, next that. week on. We were worried that Rita was going to die, uh, but instead, there is this whole great plan that comes up after we see that. Bruce is actually not the best, and he mm-hmm. ends up gutting down the cop and then rear-ending them. Brooke wakes up in a horrible predicament of mm-hmm. you have to drag your friend to her death in the most horrific way. What did you guys think of her plan to hit reverse? Because to me, I was like, this is a risky plan. You could just be mowing down your friend. I thought I thought several different options. One, okay, when it was like she insinuated, it was like that look where she was looking down at the gun. I was like, dang, what if she takes the gun and there's no bullets? Now you're like automatically shit out of luck because now he's mad, you know? But at the same time, it was almost executed, like, too well for them both to be, like, knocked out. It almost seemed like the plan was already there. You know what I mean? Because it was like, she hit the reverse, then it was like Donna woke up, but then automatically, perfect timing, she laid back, and the truck flew over her, and then got up at the same time, and then turned the rope around to, like, choke him. You know what I mean? I was like... How? How? You know what I mean? Like, it didn't seem like it was like, it like impulse. You know yeah. what I mean? It felt like it was a little planned, but it was like, how would that be planned if they were both knocked out? I don't know. I was confused. I honestly <laughs> thought that that Brooke was gonna off Rita at that point. I I thought that Brooke was just gonna be like, you know what? I don't really need this woman anyway. She uh, contributed to uh, possibly killing, potentially killing me at one point, and uh, screw her. Like I thought Brooke was you believed at, it. I I thought Brooke was to the point where she was like over it, over everyone. I need to get to Camp Redwood and you all can die. I don't give a crap mm-hmm. about that. I love, though, that they were able to, because I was with you, too, yeah. and I love that they had this psych out so perfectly. Yeah, they and did. then even had, because this is all very, also, direct allusion to Death Proof, mm-hmm. the Quentin Tarantino movie. They have so many references to Death Proof in this. Like, just... But then having them tie him up and chop off his thumbs so that yeah. he can't hitchhike. <laughs> I mean, what did you or think? play video games. Yeah. <laughs> or, text. Text. Or, or masturbate. The worst. Ever. Or I text. know, right? Now he'll literally be crying and masturbating. He's like, I can't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> what happens once in one season, and I'm like, this is not what Dylan McDermott should be known for. Uh, I apologize. He's a phenomenal actor. I apologize. Uh, but... Having this then end with them coming back to Camp Redwood and then having them team up now, seeing them both going for this mission, do you feel that this was a satisfying conclusion for them? Are you excited to see what's going to happen next in these next two episodes? Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I feel like it's all mm-hmm. it's almost like a full circle thing. It's like it started at Camp Redwood. Now it's going to end at Camp Redwood. So it's like everybody link up to kill Margaret. Yeah, I'm excited for Brooke <laughs> to get there. I, I'm i not sure if I was a hun, hundo P on board with uh, 
her just being able to accept Rita and just be like, all right, well, you tried to kill me earlier and you set a ser- serial killer loose in the camp that killed a bunch of my friends as well and it was a big experiment, but you're trying to be good now because you want karma to be good to you. And the, like, It just felt a little too forgiving mm-hmm. for her at this point, but maybe she feels like she needs her as a vehicle. We've seen mm-hmm. how forgetting, Not just for her vehicle, yeah, but, but an actual, <laughs> like a metaphorical and a literal vehicle. Yes. But we've also seen Brooke has been very forgiving even from the beginning. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. even her at her like most badass is she still I know, I guess, but kind. she's got a soft spark. She's a hardened soft criminal now, now though. She's been in jail. She's <laughs> counted. Years, yeah. She's counted yeah, the criminal. ceiling. I will say the transition of uh, Jingle's mom saying that you were a poison to then them playing Poison from Alice Cooper yeah. and having it lead into that shot with the girls. This this episode had some moments that made me so excited mm-hmm. and also very sad that there's only two episodes left. I Absolutely. know. Uh, now, we are running a little low on time here. We still need to get to our special oh, right. segments, our news and gossip, and our predictions, so we got to yeah. do this real fast. <laughs> uh, but we do have our special segment, uh, our 80s slashback. And there was a lot of references this episode. Yes. Alexa, you going to let us know? I'm like, we started off with uh, the Friday the 13th. Well, I was, the one thing I figured out earlier was it was it was just Friday the 13th with the whole, you know, yeah. mother stuff. That was that was my I was like, oh, it's this is straight out of Friday the 13th, <laughs> but that was basically all I picked up on. I caught more this episode than any other episode that we found because they had Doogie Hauser, the Halloween episode, playing on the TV. Oh, you that know she what? was you watching, yeah, okay. like little Neil Patrick Harris, who yeah. then kills Emma Roberts' character in Freak Show. Yes. Oh, when yeah, he's yeah. grown up, grown up Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> it was like a whole full circle. I was like, I love that if they're going to use an 80s thing, they use Doogie they Hauser. So it was like NPH <laughs> isn't going to be here this uh, this season, but good shout eyes, out to Alina, little baby eyes. NPH. Thank you, thank you. And I also lost it when Bruce was talking about the the thing that freaked them out that they said get out of the car is the gang high beam initiation story from Urban Legend. Oh. So if you've seen Urban Legend, the whole movie is about all of these Urban Legends. The biggest one being the gang high beam initiation is what uh-huh. it's called, Ooh. where you drive. If you flash your lights at somebody whose lights are off, they come back, they run you off the road. Right. If you have not seen Urban Legend, it is Jared Leto at his finest, and I mean his finest. Finest. <laughs> <laughs> the the movie is fine. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so I saw, I liked that one. There was also, in addition to the Friday the 13th, um, the Death Proof reference. Yeah, was oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The last one was the ones with, with Death Proof there. So. Kind of a lot this episode. Yeah, There's cool. a lot going on. It's pretty neat. Uh, but we also need to dive into a little bit of our news. And this is super exciting, you guys. News, news, news and gossip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's a little delayed. We yep, got a yep. bootlegger. <laughs> so I actually got the chance to go to the American Horror Story 100th episode celebration. Ah! 
And so Look this is me and with Ryan Murphy, Ryan Murphy himself. I him. just about lost it. I lost my mind. Um, but I got to talk to a lot of the big stars that were there. That's uh, ah, Xavier. Yeah, Cody Fern, who <laughs> also confirmed that. I know. I was like, your style such a badass is. Oh my fashion. god. Oh my god. And goodness. everyone is so gorgeous. It just. I was like, get away from me. You're all too perfect. Uh, but Cody Fern did confirm that Michael Langdon was his favorite character over Xavier. Ooh, perfect. Mm-hmm. How Hopefully. funny. Yeah, and then this is the whole carpet. Gus channeled uh, Evan Peters season <laughs> oh. one look. His oh, like skull face look. And you can barely tell the stripes in his jacket are bones. Oh, wow, how funny. So they're little bones. Um, and then ah! Angelica Ross showed up in a Clover's costume. <laughs> That's amazing. To quote, tell the serial killers to bring it on. <laughs> oh my god, That's awesome. I love her. She's amazing. You're going to die in there. You're going to die in there. And it was an event to die for. Uh, ah, oh yeah, Billy Ward with these dope contacts too, crushing it. If you guys also want to check out um, these interviews, they are at meaworldwide.com. And I was very excited because Angela Bassett. I think we have the photo with her. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach Ooh, look Via. Look Zach Via, by the way, uh, looked incredible. And I got him to confirm who he would want to play and headline his own Camp Redwood Festival. Ooh, who would he say? He said Tears for Fears. Oh, that's exact. amazing. He also has a gorgeous. Song. Oh, my goodness. He has a song Revolver out right now that's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Angela Bassett, this is the big one. Um, ah. There is an article, too, that you guys can check out about this. She actually broke some news with us that she would like to do a movie based on Elizabeth Cotton, the famous blues musician who uh, coined the term uh, the cotton-picking uh, guitar playing, the right. idea of turning your guitar upside down if you're left-handed, playing with your thumb. Yeah. Um, so very excited about that. As you can see, I was losing So my perfect, mind. you guys. I'm not even going to lie. Every time Elena posted anything on her story, <laughs> yeah, I was true. like replying to every picture. Like, oh my God, I was fanning. <laughs> I was like, I was such having like a, like a fangirl moment. I was so happy for you. But I was like, oh my God, I feel like she was there for like all of us. Elena, so was, did like, you tell them all about our show? I, know. Did. I was like I hoping. Did, I was like, oh, actually. So uh, <laughs> they have very, very busy schedules I'm as right. well. But maybe we'll be able to. I don't want to make any promises, so we can't keep a maybe of schedules allow. <laughs> we may have some special guests. That would be awesome. joining us as well. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks. If not, if we need to if come not, back after I think season, we might look, have, I'm like, if we need yeah. to come back after season, you guys definitely tune in. Yeah. If, <laughs> if we end up having to do a, let's just talk about how dope all nine are. We might just have to do that. Uh, But talking about how amazing this season is, let's talk about some quick predictions for the penultimate episode. The second to last episode. What do you guys think are going to happen next week and to close out the whole series? Oh, that's a lot. Um, (laughs) So I think Rita is going to probably die helping Brooke try to kill Margaret. I think that'll, I think, I honestly think that'll happen because, and then that'll give her her redemption and, and she'll probably her home going, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, her good, her good afterlife. She's the only um, one who talks about the afterlife, yeah. like Aww. and like the possibility of it could be good. I know. So, could we be possibly. losing Donna? Um, yeah, possibly. <laughs> uh, and then also, I think that uh, Trevor is going to be the one that probably kills Margaret. I feel like that might be 
what happens. I don't know. I think that might be. You know what? To be honest, I'm like, one, okay, I'm still kind of waiting why we haven't got Chet's backstory yet. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, are we going to get a backstory for Chet? And where's or is the it just- lady? Where is she? Yeah, I'm like, it's kind of a lot, of a lot of unanswered questions going on right I now. I felt but- like, and especially when they set up that it was like, oh, my mom's a lunch lady. I was like, why is she not like Afterlife's buddies with Birdie? Like, these kids, right? Yeah, like, there's I almost know. so much salt we can add. <laughs> it's like, oh, what Afterlife did Birdie go off to? It's like, dang, she went somewhere like, maybe, maybe somewhere she's tropical. the only one that like went to heaven or wherever the Afterlife is. Yeah. But I was thinking that too, and I was like, to be honest, I think it's gonna be um, her assistant. What's um, Leslie? Courtney. Um, yeah, Courtney. I kind of feel like it may be him. I'm like, ooh. If Courtney kills Margaret, I'm here for it. I am too. That's why I, I just, I honestly just feel like it's gonna be somebody we don't think think of yet because so many people so that want to kill her. You know what I mean? It's gonna it's be like, somebody. Where's Waldo? That we, except killing does. exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be somebody we don't expect. So I think it's gonna be Courtney. I, I'm flipping my decision. I'm I selfishly just want it to be Chet just because I want to see more Gus on screen. I feel like we're not seeing enough Kentworthy, but whatever. Uh, Yeah, I think that it's going to wrap up where there's going to be a big tie-in somewhere Mm -hmm. because we haven't had as many yet. I think that this may potentially lead to Apocalypse 2.0 potential for demon baby. Half-human, half-dead baby. And Trevor... Might be starting that apocalypse with might that be. pendulum. Might be. And Montana might be given. Well, no, because the dead, it has to be. The dead can't give birth to the people. It has to be a living woman impregnated by uh, a dead man. Dead. Well, Brooke That's might what I was be. like. Yeah, I was like, like, like Bruno. Bruno. You never know. Look, Brooke might be pregnant by Ray. No, it's been over <laughs> a thousand days. Yeah, it's way too long. <laughs> She's. There's. No. It's a little uh, demon. Who knows? How do you count demon baby days? Like. But you guys let us know what you think is going to happen in the chat below. Also, if you guys have any American Horror Story themed costumes that you are wearing for Halloween this week, Please send us pictures. And we'll post them in our news and gossip next week as well. Until then, where can everybody keep up with you, Brooke? I mean, Alexa. You can find me on Instagram at Alexa Cappy, C-A-P-P-Y. Yes, and see, with our news and gossip, this is exactly why you should follow us on Instagram. So, yeah, like, follow us. My Instagram is at the only underscore Kayla Renee. And I'm Elena Jordan, so you can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan, because I'm really creative, and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And, of course, you can, again, find me on MEA Worldwide. That's MEAWW.com. Interviewing your favorite celebrities. That's where you'll find all that American Horror Story goodness. And, and we'll see you guys next shout week. Shout out to all our viewers. We'll shout out to everybody. Happy Halloween. Be safe. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.